Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her? We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I am your host, Tony, and I'm here with my other host. It's she, her, me, Miss Miriam T. How's everybody doing? And Bashi is on his way. He will be joining us in a bit. And Miss Megs isn't here this week. She will be here oh, next week. darn. I Poor know. Megs. We miss but her so much. We have a very, very, very special guest who, today. Who? Emmy Award winning makeup artist, Glenn <laughs> Allen is here. Hi, Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm great. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. So for people who aren't familiar with Glenn Allen, he is an award-winning makeup artist, and he is probably, if not the best Mittler, best Bit Mittler impersonator. <laughs> best Mittler. Best Ladies Mittler. and gentlemen, welcome Ladies to the stage. stage. Best, best Mittler. Mittler. <laughs> best Mittler. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's, That's your new name. name. Yeah, That's best T-shirt. That is bitch. right there. That's went, so funny. I actually, I did, have, I did have Bette Mittler T-shirt, me, as Bette Mittler on my T-shirt. Actually, when I was making the T-shirts, the t-shirt company said I'm, we are so sorry we can't make these shirts for you because of the the licensing oh. of the image uh, thinking that was really Bette Midler. And I said, hey. no, 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 that's not Bette, that's me. You're like, so like no. That's oh, a great oh, compliment. They, so they apologize. We're so sorry. We didn't realize. It's fabulous. Wow. <laughs> that's how you I go. would take that as a great compliment. Absolutely. <laughs> it, was. it was. It was. So, Glenn, how did you get started in makeup? Especially for, because I know you do hair and makeup and all that, and you, you do a lot of TV, movies, and stuff like that, and you won the Emmy for... Stuff uh, like that. There are plugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Days of Our Lives. Yes, that was when I, I won my Emmy. Um, that was like, oh, eons ago, uh, 12 years ago. Um, but to st- where I started makeup was really just as a gay kid on Halloween, just playing with makeup. And then it would go to putting makeup on the neighbor kids. Um, and as a gay artist uh, child, I just kind of followed that addiction into beauty school and during high school. And then during high school, I would take my skills in hair and makeup and gayness and art. Um, and after, you know, I met some, some other gay kids that actually did drag, they invited me into, to do a drag show with them. And I was a glam rocker and loved makeup at the time. So I just said, yes, why not? Um, but my instinct wasn't just to dress up and be pretty. My instinct was to emulate the fantastic women of music on MTV at the time, which were people like Del Basio from Missing Persons, Terry Nunn from Berlin, Susie Sue from Susie and the Banshees, Cindy Lauper, like Grace Jones, all these amazing people. Um, so I had a plethora of people to imitate. Uh, and the first one was Terry Nunn from Berlin. And uh, yeah. Wow. What other ones were like in your wheelhouse at the beginning that you were diehard imitating, like you styled yourself after? Oh, gosh. Besides, besides Nina Hagen. And, I love Nina Hagen. You know, and, uh, <laughs> right. And uh, Pat Benatar. Um, all those great women. Yeah. All those. And, and, and years later, of course, I was to um, be, do Bet, uh, sorry, Pat Benatar's makeup. And the, uh, and so, of course, I. I don't do this. I don't say per- too much personal stuff. Yeah. But I said, I, you know, I just I have to tell you, I, I impersonate you. And she, she said, oh, really? Can I see a picture? And you know, I showed her a picture, and she ended up loving it. And I have been doing her makeup ever since then uh, for special events. Wow. That's she's awesome. Really, she's, her and her husband, Neil, are incredible. Of course, they have been playing together for 40 years. Yeah. It's great to have the opportunity to do what I love, but also meet people like that. Yeah, people who are that magnificent artists and um, have been working in the business tirelessly uh, for decades. Yeah. Bashy joined Hi, us. Bashy. Hi, Bashy. Bashy's here. Yay, Bash. How well, are you, Bashy? It's, oh, God. A little water gets <laughs> on the ground. She's flustered. I it's know. It's raining. It's traffic. It's raining in the middle and of the like A little bit of it's water, and it's Disney awful. on ice out there. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> Ooh, which character so were you playing? Over it. Which, which character were you which playing? Which character? Uh, I was Elsa. I was just oh. like, get the fuck away from me. Freeze Let it you. Go. Freeze you. Gotcha. Done. <laughs> Wow! So your your biggest impression that I I okay. I first saw you do was Bette Midler. Yes. So when was the first time you brought her out to play and did her in a show and started? Yeah, yeah. After that? I you know got through the eighties and uh, then fell 
away from drag, away from art, and fell into drug and alcohol addiction. addiction. You didn't see me going there, did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Anyways, so, and then I lived through that and mm-hmm. got sober. I've been sober for uh, 27 years now. Whoa, wow, this really took a different turn. Wow. No, that's, that's been good. Sober as long as I've been we alive. We love these little detours. <laughs> yes. anyway, um, and then, you know, I got back into to, uh, performing and drag and, and more impersonations uh, with Lady Gaga and Madonna and... Um, Oh gosh, uh, Bjork. Oh wow! But then also somebody and, and and Cher and Barbara Streisand, and then somebody said, you know, how about Bette Midler? Mm-hmm. Um, they say, you know, you kind of look like Bette Midler already. And I was like, you know, I didn't think of that because I was an '80s kid. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'll just give it a shot. So, like, the audience went crazy. Uh, yeah. And told me, <laughs> you know, you have to give us more. Yeah. Ding ding ding. The divine Miss M. <laughs> Uh, and so I've been giving more for yeah. 15 years of the Divine Miss M, the People's Diva. Yes. Miss Bette Midler. <laughs> Wait, have you haven't met her yet? No, I have well, not met her yet. What will you do I'm, when I'm you sad when about you do that. meet her? Every what? night I pray to little baby <laughs> Jesus and all the other Hindu gods um, <laughs> so that I can meet her one day. What will you tell her when you meet her? I will tell her. Yeah, well, a big, huge thank you, of course. You know, yeah. on for me, as well as just inspiring our community to laugh. Yes, for sure. Not just to laugh, but also to embrace our feelings, because she's a very feeling person. <laughs> she gets into the emotions of things, but she also gets to the joy of things. And she understands the balance of life and, and how those both of those things work together in life. And we have to embrace it all, the bad times and the good times. That's what life is. And she really exemplifies embracing that and celebrating it. Nice. And how did you start the, the Drag Academy? How did that come about? Well, the Drag Makeup Academy. So, okay, so we're going to go back to my hair career because yes. I went to beauty school. And then <laughs> I need a timeline over here. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, work on I'm like, okay. I'm going to work so on audience drag. catch up. Yeah, no. Miriam's working on a game. Come through my ADHD. Yeah. My, I'm, I love it. Um, and so uh, after high school, yeah, I, I went to beauty school during high school. As I was uh, also, you know, going to Hollywood, performing as uh, uh, female celebrities and uh, on the weekend as club kids. So I just create fantasy looks as well. So it was just nonstop doing that, but also going to beauty school. And so after high school, I had my license when I was done with the cosmetology. So I went straight into hair. I did hair for 17 years. And uh, during that time... Um, I grew as a person. I got sober during that time and was open to learning, was open to evolving, was open to growing, and I became a salon manager. And then I became a national hair educator, uh, which was all of it was magnificent and wonderful and harmonious. And then after 17 years of doing that hair, I did everything I could possibly do, and, but I also loved makeup. So... I was doing makeup on the weekend, and I, one day after 17 years of hair, I said, I need to do this for a living full-time. So I graciously and patiently and methodically stepped away from my hair career um, and went all the way to the bottom and started at the ground level as a makeup artist, working for free for student uh, filmmakers and photographers. I did that for about a year. I had three emotional breakdowns, <laughs> and it was horrible. Oh, my gosh. And then um, and I, was, I went to the food bank for food. I had no cable television. I had no Starbucks. I'm staring at my Starbucks that's right in front of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So dreams do come true. <laughs> I got my Starbucks back. But, um, but really, my friends, my family, my God got me through all of that. I knew, I knew something would work out. I tried to not plan um, whatever that was because I know God has a plan for us. And, you know, what we think is the end, end result or the end plan is really kind of a waste of energy because uh, sometimes that doesn't work out and the universe has something bigger for you while you're making a small plan. So I just let it happen and, um, and then I uh, got... TV gigs, and then got that Emmy um, for my work, 
Um, but what I missed from the, make, the hair career was teaching. Mm-hmm. Not doing hair, not managing, but teaching. I missed it. And I was like, how can I bring that back? And I, I just love makeup. and I love drag. And I thought, well, how about I try teaching drag makeup? I haven't seen that done yet. Um, and the union for film and television invited me to create a class to teach to the makeup artists of film and television, which was a huge deal and terrifying because these are the best makeup artists in the world, in the business. And uh, I, you know, I thought I'll be lucky if five people even care to sign up for this class. Well, it was sold out with a huge waiting list. Wow. And I thought, oh, okay, this, this may be something that people want more of. So I created the Drag Makeup Academy and now teach uh, to groups and to one-on-one students. And wow. it's phenomenal. It's transformative for, for, for the group and for the individuals who are actually doing their own makeup. So you, so you come from like cut of the cloth, best people in probably the country are coming to you and learning and, uh, about all that stuff. What do you think about like the whole... Um, like online beauty culture that's going on, like all yeah. these YouTube things and the Jeffree Stars and what's, what's as like, I as I laugh with my best Charlie, Disney James Disney villain James laugh. Charles, that's oh, I can't it. Stand yeah, that yeah. Guy. As I laugh with my best Disney villainous laugh. How do they stack up though? Like, what do you think? They are great makeup artists. Uh huh. Absolutely, they know how to use that product and blend those colors, and and do it beautifully on a beautiful bone structured face Mm -hmm. on a female bone structure which james and many of the boys on youtube Mm -hmm. actually have they actually don't have a masculine rough male bone structure right they actually have more of a female bone structure so they're not really doing full-on drag makeup Mm -mm. they're actually doing beauty makeup right right (laughs) so (laughs) Drag so makeup for me, bit. I'm not going to say it. I'll let that Batch say. was saying <laughs> they're say cheating. You, they're cheating. I'm trying to be kind here. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, my class uh, inc- st- begins with an anatomy class. Uh-huh. So oh, I actually really? teach the bone structure and facial structure and skin structure of the male versus the female. And what we're trying to do is with drag makeup is actually change the bone structure. So it really is a more of a special effect um, makeup technique using darks and lights to fool the audience's eye into Mm -hmm. thinking they're seeing a female bone structure rather than a male bone structure. It's not about makeup and eyeshadow and, and blush and lip color. It's really about depth and Mm -hmm. perception and changing someone's perception of what they're seeing so it really is kind of magic Mm. wow so i'm teaching a magic class basically (laughs) is what i'm trying to say (laughs) that's why i was so many so many drag queens are like youtube make it don't understand the bone structure thing that's what i I was like i always tell people like what do i need to learn about drag i'm like feel around in your face and feel like what the bones should feel like what you're looking for i learned that in theater class it's so important to understand bone structure so many people don't Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, you're just painting somebody else's. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, and I have, you know, witnessed, you know, some of these YouTube and Instagram art, uh, makeup artists who do their own face. They actually don't do other people. They do their uh, own face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a- they're great at theirs, but then I've seen somebody have the opportunity to, <laughs> to do other people's makeup. And then it doesn't work out. And it out. didn't go so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was personally a little horrified. I was right. like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> oh, my God. What was that one guy's name that does like all the crazy celebrity looks and... Oh, Alexis Stone. Alexis now, Stone. Yeah, no, yeah. he's a true artist. He he understands bone structure. Yeah, that's oh, why he's yeah. so good. Got it. That's not a makeup artist. So now we got to clarify. There is actually artists. Right. And there are portrait artists. Uh-huh. And he is a portrait artist. Oh, I'm learning a lot today. He can actually paint on... And now I don't know this. I'm just now I'm just talking out of my ass. But you can understand <laughs> where it's coming from. Right. He actually could paint a portrait on a canvas of a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he understands the bone structure of facial features right. and how to change those. So he is an artist, not just a makeup artist. Huh. And there are a number of artists out there on YouTube and, and Instagram now, female ones too, mm-hmm. who turn themselves into men. Right. Yeah. 
and different female characters and, and great artists. So are you, um, this is going to be your last year at DryCon, we heard? Yep, this is my fifth. <laughs> yep, yep, yes, He's indeed, like, yep, you I'm heard correctly. Didn't hesitate there. <laughs> no, this is, um, you know, sadly, <laughs> my, my last uh, booth uh, year that I'll have there. Um, it's DragMake Academy, and I have, um, you know, it takes a dozen employees to run this booth. And um, it's such a, a great event and fun for me and them and the audience. I have three makeup tables going all weekend long, and my makeup artists transform just a single drag eye for each of the customers with neon colors and glitter and giant lashes. Hmm. And it gives them an opportunity to, to be a little bit in drag, you know, while they're at DragCon right. and to be a part of the drag community yeah. and have this like little souvenir there, you know, <laughs> and they get to take pictures with. And it really adds, I think, a huge, a huge um, joy to people's experience not just them but people who get to see them mm-hmm. and look at them and look at the drag and the colors and and be and uh, yeah just be stimulated <laughs> such a good i'm idea. stimulated yeah yeah i didn't know that you tony you that should get yours painted i know i, I think yes. you should i know you guys it's are going to really be there fierce. too yeah. so yeah, everybody come be there come by yeah. and uh, and say hi to us <laughs> we don't be shy do it, get you a big drag eye right I'm there fine yeah. With yeah i'll do it yeah let's do it i would love to see that you started drag oh, before RuPaul's Drag Race became <laughs> popular. So what? It, how do you how do you feel about the whole RuPaul Drag Race and how it's changed the culture of drag and brought it to the forefront? Pretty much, especially in the last, I'd say, five years or so. Oh, as any mainstream, um, I think something that comes from underground and then becomes mainstream and popular and commercial, there's always good and bad that comes with it. And I always see the half glass half full. Um, so I always celebrate the gift that RuPaul and RuPaul Drag Race is and, and has brought so much attention to the drag community and has added it from the closet to being something secret and underground and maybe a little shameful for our gay community um, into something that is skill, that is talent, that should be celebrated. Uh, we are actually, you know, these the gay men to me, when we're doing drag, we're celebrating our Y chromosome, our female, you know, energy, why should we be ashamed of celebrating the female energy unless females are somehow lesser than mm-hmm. males? Mm-hmm. No, right. So thank God for women standing up for themselves first yeah. and saying, no, 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 no. We are just as powerful and just as, as strong and just as valuable as men. And I think that for then that, Let's men be more proud, gay men be more proud to emulate the female image and energy and really the, the, the female gift that we have as gay men. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a special gift and power that lets us see the world and bless the world on a level that straight men cannot. Yeah. I like that. I'm using yeah. that. I love I'm that. that. <laughs> Stolen. I'm using it. Yeah, Miriam's like going to use it on say, her drag um, race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Like, um, flattery? Imper- oh, I can't Oh, uh, impersonation is the highest form of flattery. flattery. So if you're, if you're impersonated woman, it's the highest form of flattery for the female gender. So I think, I think it's amazing. I love me some drag. I, mean, I hello, know you it's do. My job. <laughs> do you it's have funny. any of the Rue girls that you're like totally fans of and that you love what they're doing and all of that (laughs) that's almost not fair of course i love them all um for different reasons i and i and i'm not going to name too many names but there are many people who i followed before they became on rubel drag race you know on the social media on instagram on youtube um because i admired their artistry um so they are magnificent to me with RuPaul Drag Race or not, mm-hmm. that doesn't make them, RuPaul Drag Race does not make them great. Does not make anybody great. Um, it just makes them popular. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, as an artist, you know, I have to just say, I, I adore and appreciate my sister, Chad Michael, my brother. <laughs> really? <laughs> Chad brother, Michael. sister, Chad Michael. Um, talented, genius, brilliant. I'm so glad the world got to witness his talent, um, you know, again, not all of his talent, but also including his talent for impersonating Cher. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. just one of the best Sharon impersonators in the world and one of the, the best souls and people that I know and have the privilege of working with on a regular basis as a part of the Dream Girls review mm-hmm. um, uh, family. Yeah, and Chad, I was familiar with him way before he was on Drag Race because of Dream Girls here in San Diego at Moe's is when I always saw him. And then when he finally got on the show, I was like, oh, my God, somebody we know from San Diego. <laughs> so it was amazing to see a lot of the drag queens now that because I'm a little older than, I guess, most of the gay guys, but it that I remember seeing for a long time going on the show. And then they became super popular, but they've already already been in the community for a long time before they before RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. catapulted them to super. So stardom. in general, yeah, RuPaul Drag Race has just done such great um, service for the visibility of drag and the artistry of drag. Um, I think for me, I, I auditioned, you know, almost ten times for that RuPaul Drag Race show. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, but uh, who knows what the casting agents are thinking. <laughs> I have not been on. Now, having said that, being a member of the Dream Girls Review is much more important to my heart than any, any TV show would be. Um, so I adore my, my brothers and sisters of the uh, Dream Girls Review. <laughs> and Dream Girls is here every Wednesday yeah. at Moe's. That's and right. Yeah. Chad in particular, I've never heard a bad thing said about no. Chad. Ever. Chad's great. Yeah. yeah. I, don't get to, I don't get to see her very often, but Chad's great. We had yeah. so much fun on Tuesday. Yeah. At the belly up. It yeah. was so much fun. That was a great they're... show. I saw oh, the videos. So of so like, oh, yeah. That yeah, it was great. That was they, cool. Um, it was the first drag show since they've been open 36 years. Yeah, it was 36 first, years. One and, of the um, oldest venues in San Diego. Almost sold out. I think we were like mm. 475. We'll just um, say sold out. Yeah, yeah, it was sold out. It was sold yeah. out. It was <laughs> the was audience great. doesn't know. Come on. It was great. It was so much fun. They, they approached... Uh, Chad and Jessica about possibly doing some more shows up there. Oh, that oh, would be cool. so awesome. Yeah. How is the crowd? Because Belly Up is... They were there for it. I felt like a goddamn rock star. All of us were just like... <laughs> Who else was in that show? Uh, it was Lolita, Keeks, uh, Chad and I hosted it, and then... Um, who else is in it? The start... Uh, Coco Chanel, Raina Shine, uh, Kixie, Loya, okay. Strawberry. Okay, okay. It was a great cast. Great. That is a great cast. Yeah. It was so much fun. Nina Belvon, she was in it. Yeah, Ugh, I love She's working with it, all of yeah. them. I love which Nina. I do work with all of them um, when I'm here in San Diego for the Starlets uh, review on the but first a number and third of Starlets. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the, they did. A, the Starlets did like three numbers all together. Nina's coming on our show. For oh, is our, she? Our big oh, burlesque. Oh, um, that's show. right. We're doing We're a burlesque. Have her on. Yeah, and I love She's brilliant, Nina. talented, oh, and so beautiful. What she does. I love getting to work with her. Yeah, and she's just so much damn fun. Yeah, she's just like, is there vodka? <laughs> is there vodka? Oh, good. That is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Nina. She likes her liquor clear. She yeah. likes it. Yeah. I love that girl. Awesome. She's a great. Time. It's less calories that clear stuff too. It right? surely is. She's a smart cookie, honey. Where did you grow up, Glenn? I grew up in Lakewood, California, which was. It's just about thirty minutes outside of the Los Angeles, um, but it felt like another state. I mean, it really? was just well manicured lawns, and oh, really? well mannered people, and very uh, demure. Um, so I really had to get the. F- Can we cuss on this? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I really yeah. had to I've get the fuck out of there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> now that I know I can cuss, I'm going to make up some cuss <laughs> words. Um, but no, I you know during high school is when I really just went straight to L.A. where my people are, yeah. and started you know I, I actually helped my friends run away from home. I. My, <laughs> to go to Glenn LA. Allen's yeah, underground railroad. That's what I was just saying. Glenn Allen's underground railroad. <laughs> Get in the gays to West Hollywood. It was just the best time. Those '80s. Oh my God, I really want them back. Yeah, I really do, and I want the artist. I want the individuality back. I want to. I want the color to come back. Yeah. I want the hairspray to come back. <laughs> Boy, Miriam's nodding slowly. Tell you, yeah. I'm telling you. Who were your biggest influences growing up, especially when you were in high school, especially that that particular time? Who really? All those artists you? that I mentioned, MTV, yeah. MTV, whoever MTV was on was MTV. It? Yeah, those are your biggest day. influences. Yeah, I mean by default. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. Uh, but coming, you know, after high school and, and s- meeting more artists, um, especially in the club kid world too, Lee Bowery was such oh, a huge yes. uh, influence. But then learning also, then going back in Boy George's uh, 
history before Boy George became Boy George and Culture Club, he was part of the Blitz Kids in London. Um, and he worked at a vintage store in London and he would come up with the craziest outfits. Uh, a lot of these Blitz Kids in, in London w- would. Um, and then New York had their version of Blitz Kids, which was Club Kids. So we all had different versions. Um, me being in LA, I was just an artist. Um, <laughs> I didn't really have a title, but uh, I adopted theirs as time went on. And, uh, and I still do it, though. I still love being a club kid and, and dreaming up uh, fantasy characters to host nightclubs. Um, yeah. most, name, most popular one I did was the Upside Down Girl, yeah. um, which yeah, I transformed <laughs> James St. James uh, into the transform, uh, tra- into Upside Down Girl for his YouTube show transformations. Um, you can look that up. But that really took off. It was crazy because I just was on my way home from work trying to think what I'm going to dress up. And I thought, you know, I was thinking of those queens, you know, and those club kids that would turn their makeup upside down on their lips. You know, they do upside down lips. I thought, that's so cute. Let's do something cute. Let's maybe turn my eyes upside down. That I don't remember seeing that. And then I was stuck in longer traffic. And I thought, well, why don't I do my lips and eyes upside down? And then I... (laughs) It, the, I, the traffic was never ending, and so it took me forever to get home. But by the end, time I got home, I turned everything upside down. Oh, Jesus Christ, you're concepting this while in traffic. I thought you were yeah. actually painting a mug like in traffic. <laughs> Can you imagine just being like stuck on the 405? If and you look over, over and, and Glenn Allen is painting his face, I'd be like freaking out. I would love that. That would be amazing. I would love that. That would have made my year. I would have been like, oh my God. I was like, how the fuck are you doing this while you're driving? Grab a camera. Grab a camera. Let's go get in traffic right now. I was like, how bad is it up there? My makeup kit's in the car. Carpool karaoke will do a drag version of carpool karaoke. All the the transformation. I learn every time I do it, you know? I mean, for a lot of makeup for film and television, it's dictated to me what the director wants or producer wants or the actor wants. You know, I do what they want want honestly people think it's so glamorous and fun and and there are parts of it that can be but really a lot of it is really just people pleasing and doing what i'm told and honestly keeping my mouth shut i'm i'm not a dramatic figure in film and television um the person in the room that is supposed to have the most intention is the celebrity not me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so where i get my attention is from the audience that applauds for me um while i'm being paid (laughs) <laughs> Just a perk there you go. to dress up like a fool or like a glamorous queen or like an upside down girl or whatever it is I'm going to be. Um, I get the attention there um, where it's appropriate. And um, so, if for, but I learn a lot doing drag and I learn um, different tricks of the trade, which then uh, on social media, people who work in film and television see it. And they're saying, hey, we have this big club scene coming on or this drag scene in this TV show or this movie. We should call Glenn to help us out with it because of my social media presence and because of the amount of drag makeup that I do on different people. Um, So that's how I got to do drag makeup on a movie like A Star is Born with Lady Gaga or circus makeup on The Greatest Showman. So it really has melted together like this drag world and then my professional makeup for TV and film is now blending and blending and blending more and more. Well, yeah, because you get to showcase that creativity and producers and what have you are going to see it and that gives them ideas for the whatever they're working on too, so... Yeah, hopefully yeah. Don't, they don't steal, steal the ideas <laughs> as some, some people have been mm, inspired, let's say, inspired. by my work. <laughs> I love what your, can you do? You know I love your saying? work because it's also you do these full body paints too that I've seen on your Insta and the color and stuff. And it's not just all like full drag. It's like full art you know what i mean like it's crazy insane i just don't want to be bored so i i do it all i i love the idea of body painting and you know one of my first memories of of body painting was with keith herring painted the full body of grace jones for her movie vamp i remember vampire in that movie it was an awful movie it was but not to me (laughs) but it was probably one of the biggest camp movies one of the best camp movies you know like like that showgirls movie you know we yeah. <laughs> we, oh man. We love those kind of tacky horrible movies. Um but yeah, that was a body paint God rest Keith 
Herring's soul. He was a brilliant, a brilliant artist. Taken too soon. Yeah, for sure. Just lost my thought. I, hate I know because I went. I went in the direction of death. <laughs> I know. Sorry. No worries. It happens totally a lot. We talk out. about death a lot. Actually. I know. Since Glenn <laughs> is a huge Bette Midler fan, just as I, I thought it would be fun to play a little game with oh, Glenn. Everybody thinks it's fun, but me. Okay. I know. <laughs> the Bette Midler impersonator. Welcome to Tony's games. Everybody I, always I thinks they're. So uh, Mariam's gonna run win. the zit. We're just gonna do some. But I'm a good sport. Bet right. Miller quizzes. See, <laughs> okay, are we if bouncing we back and forth or raising? Mariam looks a lot smarter than me, so I'm nervous. <laughs> you will ask the questions, and we will see if either of us know. What okay, so okay, so it's just whoever, whoever answers get, first. Yeah. Got it. Uh, question number one: Where? First of all, did you write these because you have the answer to every one of them? Um, I did not write these. Rob no. wrote these. <laughs> these <laughs> no. But Tony, this swears. is going to be interesting. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm just, even more scared now. Yeah, I haven't seen. These he questions. wrote seven I, pages of, of you know questions. How Rob you know how Rob is. is. Can, can I abstain because I'm just going to lose? <laughs> no, you're not in this. It's just we, we'll, we'll call okay. you. We'll call you for a fifty-fifty answer. Why? Right, He's not so. going to know shit. <laughs> I know. Okay. The useless phone a friend. Cool. Yeah. Okay, Miss Miriam. This is Regis Philbin on Who oh, Wants to go. Be a Millionaire. She's back. Do you want to phone a friend? <laughs> okay, listen. <clears throat> Where is Bette Midler from? Hawaii. P- specifically? Oh, should, are we supposed to raise our hand? First? No, it's just no, whoever whoever goes goes first. Do you have a specific city? That's not, fair. That's not fair. Honolulu. Okay, fine. But Glenn still gets it. You yes, get a half a point each. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, she, built her, uh, she built her first following by performing where in New York City? Continental Baths. Okay. The International Continental Baths. Oh, yep, you're right. International What musical instrument does Bette Midler play? Ukulele. Yes. Okay, oh fine. God. What is her first, uh, what is her husband's name? <laughs> oh, it's fun to watch two stumped oh, Jack. I know he's a, f- a performance artist. Sam. And he's from Germany. Hans. Tommy. No, Martin <laughs> von Hasselberg. Martin. What? I said Ma- Martin's the first name I said. Was, yeah. yeah, I heard that. Bashi, you heard that too, right? Point. How many children does she have? One. What's what's uh, her name? Sophie. So- yeah, look at that. Half After Sophie this is, like, this is like who invite or this is like uh, oh, the next question anyway should see where did the name come from? Um, That's what the next question should be. Who was she named after? Oh, Sophie Tucker. Sophie Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> we already answered that. So point. <laughs> um, I'm right jumping there. the question. Who was the who was Bette Midler named after? Ooh, ooh. It's, Betty Davis. Yeah. Her mom thought Betty from Betty Davis was pronounced Bet. <laughs> So she named her Bet. See, I didn't know that one. (laughs) What was her first Broadway role? Fiddler on the Roof. But what was the role? Oh, it was one of the sisters. Yeah, I I don't remember. It's Idol. I don't either. Um, Who produced her first album? Produced it? Barry Manilow? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I know (laughs) he accompanied her during the bathroom. But the other question is, who accompanied her at the International Continental Baths? Also. And that was Barry Barry Manilow. Manilow. So he and her started at the Continental Baths in New York. Uh, And people need to know, what are the Continental Baths? It's a bathhouse where gay men would wear only a towel. They would take up all their clothes. I have to say it this way. Take off all their clothes and wear only a towel covering their privates. Mm. And they would go into rooms and do private things. While Ben Medler played on piano. (laughs) Then they would take a break and and gather around the piano. Homosexuality is a beautiful thing. I would have loved to have gone to those. That sounds amazing. In 1991. (laughs) Back to business, guys. Back to business. Stop thinking about dicks and towels. You mean back to big business. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> in 1991, Bet donated $2,000 every month to what charity? Refurbishing Parks in New yeah. York. I don't know what the name of the charity adopt is. Adopt a Highway. No, Adopt a Park. Oh, it says Adopt a Highway. Oh, really? Sign on Ventura Freeway in Burbank read Bet Midler next, or Bet Remove, Litter Removal Next Two Miles, Bet Midler. Oh, okay. Talk to Rob. Yeah. Well, we all learn something. Uh, we could contest that. I'm open to being educated. <laughs> um, she's doing for parks primarily and, now. Uh, Bette yeah. Midler never won an Oscar, but was nominated how many times? Two. For what? 
for the boys and for the rose. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. That was a good answer. Oh, <laughs> you did your homework. You looked at these questions. No, first. I didn't. I'm answering too quickly. I'm answering too quickly. Who did she? Oh well, I'm gonna make up a question. Who did she lose to? Cher. No. No for Silkwood. No. No, she lost <gasps> her d- earned Emmy for doing Rose in the movie The Rose to. Jane Fonda for the movie... On Golden Pond? No, no, no. It was uh, Norma Ray. Oh, Norma Ray, yeah. Fuck Jane Fonda. Which is always no fair because Norma Ray was about women's rights and women's, you know, independence and the union and, and you know... Was Norma Ray Sally Fields? So, I yeah. thought so, oh, yeah. it was Sally Oh, Fields. sorry, Jane. Because Sally Fields, oh, that was no. her big one where she... <laughs> Sally went, Jane, you like, like me. Really, you really, like, yeah. really like me. No, yeah. it was Sally. It was Sally. Anyway, she, she deserved... An she award, deserved it. just not Bette Midler's Emmy. Yeah, correct. I mean, Grant, uh, uh, Her Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, sorry. Um, how many studio albums has she released as a solo artist? Oh my 20. god, is that right? No, no I just said that to answer first. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know. That. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Um, your husband's handwriting. I know. Handwriting. The I American know. Film Institute named what two songs part of the 100 Years of the Greatest Songs? When Men Myth My Wings and the Rose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Point to Glenn Allen. I don't even know that. I just said those two because they're obvious. The, yes. The movie Beaches was originally titled what? This is one I actually oh, knew. Oh, God. A sure Very I Long Sandbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, you cut everything. No, it's fine. A very a large very sandbar. sandbar. Anybody? Um, I, I said shores. Wrong. Shores. What is it? Pools. Remember me. Remember me. <gasps> I didn't even know this was a thing. What? Where is the Beaches Film Museum located? I didn't know that was. <gasps> There's a, thing. a Beaches Film Museum. Bye. We're going road trip. Yeah, it's in Newport. Um, cottage what? number thirteen on Crystal Cove in Newport Coast, California. <laughs> In California? Let's yeah, play. let's go. I'm assuming a scene was shot there. Yeah, now. the, it's, the it's beach from house. the film. Because I'm yeah. super smart. The beach yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I know this answer, too. What is Bette's favorite movie role? Hocus Pocus. Yes. Yeah, Winner Win- 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 Sanderson. Sanderson. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. yeah, it's her favorite movie role. And also, so good. good. That movie's so uh, good. Such it a 90s up. child. Oh, it's it. so good. They, my parents used to take my VHS of that away from me as punishment. I that. that was actual punishment. Oh, that I would is real lose boy punishment. my mind. I still watch that, that movie. That character obviously is one of my favorite ones of to course. emulate. And I just did Winner for that. The, there is an uh, Hocus Pocus art exhibit That's right now fun. in Pasadena, California at the Sugar Mint Gallery. So oh, wow. Hocus Pocus fans, go if you're around... Pasadena area, go check it out. Sugar Mint Gallery. Yes, Sugar Mint. I want it. I'm another ready for Halloween. <laughs> I'm ready for another 14 minute Hocus Pocus. You're wearing a jack o' lantern sweater. Yeah, bitch. It's always Halloween. But it's I mean, for my show. I want to bring back. <laughs> I want to bring back the Sanderson sisters again. Yeah, that was a great number. When hey, you just light the black flame candle. Okay. There you oh go. wait, you have to be a virgin. virgin. Oh, oh well. Let me, let me sign up. No, sister. Oh, <laughs> we plug Miriam's tea party. Do you have any more questions? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Go ahead, Ms. Miriam. Which line from Hocus Pocus is a takeoff from Mama Rose and Gypsy? Uh, That's so easy. Sisters? No. Hello, <laughs> Salem. My name's hey, Winifred. What's, What's yours? yours? Yeah. That's, yeah, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. She My pers- name's Rose. What's yours? Yeah. I do that character. Mm-hmm. I love Gypsy. Go ahead. She performed a cover of a Witch Rolling Stone song. Um, oh, come on, guys. I know. Oh, Fire down below? No. 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 Whatever you're thinking of, Tony, no. <laughs> um, Rolling Stones cover? Yeah. Shoot. Beast of Burden? Yeah. Yes, thank you. From thank No you, Frills. You're right. From the No Frills album. Yes, hey. Beast of Burden. Very good. Very seriously. <laughs> How many Grammys has she won? Oh, dear Lord. Three. So close. No, Five. Four. Five. Four. <laughs> Four. Uh, what big movie role was originally written for Bet, but she turned it down? Sister Act. Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, what year did she get a star in the Walk of Fame? Oh, 1992. 
Incorrect. <laughs> Somebody else guessed. 96. Fucking wrong. 1985. <laughs> 1985. <laughs> fucking wrong. I'm not even giving Bashy an opportunity. I know. Bashy's over here like, uh, I can guess I just want to acknowledge. I want to acknowledge all the listeners that got it right. Good yes. for you. Yeah, you know they're yelling you. at the radio. And, they and the ones that got it wrong, thanks for letting me feel better. <laughs> okay, guys. Last page of questions. I'm yeah. speeding through Rob's okay. questions. What color was her wedding dress? Uh, pink. No. I have no fucking clue. Blue. Blue. Oh, I'm going to throw on top. That. Where did she get married? It's not one of the questions, but I know this one. Uh, Las Vegas. No yeah. clue. Yep. Las Vegas. I only know that from the, the Mud Will Be Flung Tonight Yeah, album. the Mud Will Be Flung Tonight. Her one Which comedy album. Which is so album. fun to perform stuff off that. <laughs> it's such a good album. Uh, I love so when fun. she talks about Madonna. <laughs> She's just so, the poor soul. I love, the, I love when... I love, I love her... Um, uh, I dress up like Poland and sometimes, sometimes he invades he me. me. <laughs> uh, she was a voice actor on what Disney film? Uh, Oliver and Company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's going to be a voice of what Disney character uh, character in Wait, what? the next How do I movie. Know this? How do oh, I know this? What's happening? Yes. Spill the tea. Ladies Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? We're what's going happening? to spill a cup of tea. <laughs> she is going to be um, the voice of Grandmama of... Uh, from the Adams family. Oh, oh shit. Is Disney is, producing that? Yeah, like uh, an automated so. um, animated, I think. I animated. know there's an animated, animated. but she's yeah. the grandma? Yeah. Fuck. That's going to be amazing. That's I cannot awesome. wait. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, we were just watching the Adams Family Values the other night. I love that movie. Yeah. Me and my dude watched dumb shit. With it's the, like Killer Clowns on Outer Space. Adams oh Family Values. Oh my God, Values. that movie's so bad. Hercules, like Hercules. stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Cry Baby. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cry Oh yeah, that's like our rotation. Cry yeah. Baby is one of my favorite uh, movies. Tell me about it. <laughs> Bet made the switch as a comedic actress in what? Something comedy. I don't know this word. But it was a comedy. Sound it out. Fate? No, late. Late comedy. No, but there's um, an I in it. That's not right. Bait? Big business. Fruit. Beverly no. Hills. Um, yeah, down and out in Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah. Okay. That was um, a, I just yeah. don't know what that word is. Rob? Rob, your writing is horrible. Um, what was her smash debut album? <gasps> God. It was entitled Bette Midler. Divine Miss M? Eat the Divine Miss M, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Bette Midler is one of my first CDs I got as a young child. I believe Handed that. down to me You know what my first my one, my first tape was? Paula Abdul for Every Girl. Of course it was. Aww. Mine was uh, Berlin, uh, which in the, the top song at the time was called Sex. <laughs> of course. That's, oh, yeah. You know I was gay by the CDs I got handed down. I got a Fleetwood Mac CD. I got ABBA. I got Bette Midler. And I got Cher and Celine Dion. No wonder she turned out the way she did. <laughs> what charity is she the founder of? I feel yeah. like I oh, said that, that was, real Southern. Yeah, the, but I mean, it's still the parks. It's yeah. still refurbishing yeah. the parks, which is, is why she has her um, Halloween bash yeah. her big, to raise big money. It's in the New biggest York, yeah. fundraiser in New York of all time. Well, it's the New York. That might not be true, but it sounds good. <laughs> The New York Restoration Project. That's, That's it. it. Well, is. ladies and gentlemen, this has been What Do You Know About Matt Midler? <laughs> where Miriam talks a lot of shit and the points don't matter. Yay! Thanks for playing. Yes. Thank you, that ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Bye. Hey, all you little whores out there, if you're in the San Diego area and you love musicals and you also love live theater, then come down and check out our friends at OB Playhouse in Ocean Beach. Yeah, that's my theater. Hi, everybody. It's Jenny. I've been on the show a few times. want to tell you about OB Playhouse down in beautiful Ocean Beach. We have a great season this year for 2019. So, Jenny, what do you have coming up next? Next up, it's Sweeney Todd. This show will be running May 24th to June 16th. Showtimes are Thursdays through Saturday at 8 p.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m. So make sure you don't miss any of these awesome shows coming up at OB Playhouse in Ocean Beach in San Diego. Hey, everybody. We're back from break. So, Glenn, I wanted to talk a little bit more about you, about your yep, yep. sobriety. Like, how Hello, is everybody. That, That's how right. How is that road for you? I, I did reveal that I'm a I sober know. person. Um, 
what we don't do is we don't say the affiliation at the level of press, radio, and film. Um, that's how we stay anonymous. So I will just say that I've been sober for 27 years. You know, once many of us, once we've had enough of the, the pain and humiliation of what drugs and alcohol, you know, does to our life and to our family and friends um, and to our body, it's, it's you know, some, you're lucky when you just get to hit bottom and you're done. And then you move on with your life. And then you don't touch that stuff ever again. Because what people, some people don't real, realize is that scientists and doctors have done a study on the physicality of the, the alcoholic body versus the normie body. The, 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 body, the people that we say normies uh, don't have an allergy to drugs or alcohol. Um, but this physical allergy is a real thing that when an alcoholic takes alcohol into their system, it breaks down into a different alkaline, which is a different chemical that goes to a different receptor in an alcoholic's brain that just says more. We cannot change that. That Mm. is a physical allergy that cannot be medically changed. We will always need more once we put that substance into our body. Mm -hmm. So that's why we cannot touch it ever again. Huh. in our lifetime. And that's why we go to our meetings. Mm-hmm. Because, I need to explain this too, humans forget negative experiences, negative painful experiences as a coping mechanism. It's a natural instinct. Mm-hmm. And this is all negative experiences. So if we don't go to our meetings and be reminded of what kind of devastation we have gone through due to drugs and alcohol, we will purposely forget as a survival technique. So, and that's why people go to me- meetings. That's why I go to meetings and help others do the same. Oh, wow. I did it not I, That's no, a lot I of information. Oh, not, see, not, you see not, what you get for asking? <laughs> wow. No, I'm not, I'm not just a makeup drag queen. No, no, She no. got stories, She y'all. got stories. It's experience. It's, it's, so it's, what kind of, like, if there's anybody out there listening, especially the younger younger generation, what kind of advice would you give them if they're going through it or just don't know where to turn, maybe? Absolutely. I just want to acknowledge that I'm not the only one who has a suggestion on where to turn during, you know, a rough time in life, because I feel like, you know, yes, I'm a teacher, but we're all teachers because we've all, we all know something that somebody else doesn't know. We all have an opportunity to teach and to inspire and to help. Um, And what I would say is, whoo. Just calm the fuck down. Don't take yourself too seriously. Be gentle with yourself. Don't beat up on yourself for not being perfect, for not being enough, for not achieving enough, for not having what other people have. You are okay just how you are. Nothing happens in God's world by mistake. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. Now, take that. And start. Start to open yourself up, to forgive yourself, and to become teachable. And grow from there. Do not, do not worry about what happened in the past. Do not fear about what will or may not happen in the future. Just take your present moment and make the best of it. And ask for help from others how to make the best of it. Don't do it by yourself. We're here on this planet together. If God wanted you to do everything by yourself, he would have put you here all by yourself. He didn't. You're with people. Let's do it together. I love that. Perfect. Stealing it. I know. (laughs) Stealing everything. (laughs) You need to write a book. (laughs) Seriously. Thank you. No. Wow, that's like some of the best. That advice. was yeah, such good non like prescriptive advice. No, it's like, like straightforward. Give yourself a break. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm blushing to everybody who can't see <laughs> through their radio and computer. Oh wow! And we, before we started the podcast, we were talking about how you do your daily affirmations. How important is that? Do you think for for people? Yes, yes, yes. No, every every morning, and and this is part of our spiritual sober practice. 
Um, but it's part of uh, spiritual practices for many people, many people who follow religion, many people who don't follow religion. They have daily spiritual practices. So for me, it's just proven that it does help, that I, that I ask my higher power for direction before I enter my day. And I actually write down a gratitude list. I write three things down that I'm grateful for, and they can never be the same three. It, they have to be wow. something new three things new every day. I read my affirmations, I, I meditate, and I listen to, to my higher powers, what his vision is or her vision is for me for that day. Um, it helps so, so much. And, you know, I learned that through life. I've, I have to tell you and the audience, you know, I am 50 years old. So I've been through that much life. Um, but I think my struggles... I've embraced my struggles. I have not found my struggles to be sad or depressing now. They used to be. Um, but now I use them to motivate me um, to see the beauty in life. You know, I have to tell you guys, too, one of those gifts, it's not just being sober, but one of the gifts, and it's interesting that I say it that way, is that I became HIV positive when I was 18. And, and I survived. And the pain that I went through for decades um, because of what society, how society views, not just people who are gay, but people who are HIV positive, and the death that happened for so long and that continues to happen around the world, um, it takes a lot to rise above and, and not be swallowed up mm-hmm. by the negativity and the hate and all of those other parts of religions that say you're going to hell, not just from being gay, but for the HIV. So I feel like, too, I just want to let people know that you are okay and you can take a hold of your health and your life and overcome not just HIV, but the negative stig- stereotype and stigmatism that really is the more damaging to life and your experience in life than the HIV itself. So get help. Ask for help. Reach out. Let's do this together. Yes, I agree with that. I think the stigmatism behind HIV is exactly what you said is what is the most hurtful. And even though now, like the younger generation with Travada and everything, um, I think because I know when I was growing up, and I was when I was eighteen, and other people like, just to clarify, call that prep. Prep, yes. Okay. Um, it was ninety five, and it was HIV was the way you looked at it. Even when I was eighteen, seventeen, was so scary back then mm-hmm. compared to it is now. Um, but the way you you said it is like perfect. It's the stigma. We got to get rid of that. Is probably more important than anything else. So people, the younger generation, and other people yeah. don't. Don't get down on themselves and feel hopeless about it. Okay, now who has a joke? Because I know, right? We got real deep there for our listening audience. Real deep. We need to have a little chuckle here. You know what's a joke? It'll be, it's time for... Dad's Carol! Dad's Carol! (laughs) If you could all see Miss Barry and see you in her Carol dance. Yay! I can't wait to do the Carol dance. Yes, you guys, it's time for Carol of the Week. Who wants to go first? Bashy, do you have one? I could go. Yeah, I got a, I got a big one that annoys me the fuck oh, off. You got a big one. You got a big one. Like, people who itemize what's owed and like... In their- <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Where it's just like, oh, you know, I need this back because we split a check. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but... I've been driving your ass around. I've did the, done this, 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 and for you. So if you want to pull up receipts, I got receipts. But please don't try one incident where like you're asking for this to come back up because you're I've like, got. You owe me two dollars. I got the fucking ledgers. I got the IRS to back me up. You can have my tax returns. Oh, not the IRS. Oh no, not the IRS. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. and I'm so glad. I'll That's mo- a good one. Yeah, Ugh, I hate that. <laughs> what about you, Miss? Unfriend. Unfriend. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, mine is people that ask to get into drag shows for free. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's ten dollars. It's fine. Yeah, it's ten dollars. Who's like, asking you for free drag? Just drunk people at work. Oh, okay. and I'm just like, oh, they'll see me out of drag, and they're like, oh, can I get a ticket? I'm like, yeah, here's the link: urbanmost.com/slash tea party. <laughs> you can pick out your own seat and everything. Come enjoy dinner. Yeah, because that money Amen. goes. That's to how I queens. pay my girls. Yes. That's like the money at the door directly goes to my my queens and my show. Yeah. Also make plans to come see Miriam's Tea Party Broken Blockbuster June on June 15th, 15th at Urban Mo's. Black, black. Black, black, black. What about you, Mr. Glid, Alex? Oh, you yeah, have I have a carol. I have a carol. <laughs> you know, ever since this new 420 law passed and people are getting high left and right. Hey. Yes. <laughs> and power to you. Please do. But please don't drive in the fast lane. Oh. Let me just tell you, you are not, not going, you're not even going the fucking speed limit. Yeah. You don't belong you are in the going, home lane. You're driving so slow. Move the fuck to the right. You can drive high, just I, not in my fast lane. Just not lane. in your fucking lane. Yeah. I empathize. I hate that. And you can tell when they're, t- they're you just You can tell. Like, Going Absolutely. like at a snail's pace, you're like, come on. And to the, to the listening audience, we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> we know who you, you are. are. Mine's another d- related to driving. It's when I'm driving and pedestrians, they before the light even turns, they start walking and you still have the green. And then they like throw their hands up and yell at you like, why aren't you stopping for me? And when they're going against the green light, that drives me fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just Stupid hit them, people. I know. Hit them. Hit them. <laughs> Get them, land. Knock the I, I have an out. extra. I have an extra one. Ooh, <laughs> double, sh- double scoop of Carol. Oh my God. Sorry, but okay. So you're driving straight. You're in the middle lane, right? And then you're stop at the red light. You're the first one. You stop at the red light, and but the car to the left of you is going to turn left. Oh. But these people who have the need to kind of. Veer their car right and make a, oh, a yeah, like wide driving, left like turn. A fucking like semi. They're almost yeah, going to drive into, into you, but they're, like, they're actually making the left turn. They just need to turn a little right to do it. You don't need yeah, to veer like, your car right to turn left. Right, like calm down, Ultima, not an Stop giving me a heart attack. <laughs> don't do that. No, no, just turn left. Exactly. Do you think we have a lot of driving issues because it's California? <laughs> I think we do. We talk a lot about driving. <laughs> we do, especially Bashy. I know. Well, have you been in a car with him? This nope. one's like angry. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, angry yeah. After, just once, but I was in the backseat. You ever it's seen fine. Cruella oh, DeVille drive? It's you. <laughs> Speaking of Cruella DeVille. I'm dressed as her and driven. <laughs> oh, really? And I don't drive better. No, I, get, keep I definitely real aim, to the character. I aim for people. Your Cruella <laughs> is amazing too. It's, she's so fun it's to play. Such a good she line. really is one of my favorite characters to play. Yeah. All my person, you know, impersonations. I know. I've did seen you hear? Did you do in the live action? There it is. They oh, are. I can't. Yeah, that's did right. I? Yes, they are. They're With doing Emma another. Stone. Another. Yes, Emma Stone's yeah. going to be cruel. Ooh, I think she'll uh, be great. Okay. Oh, okay. so yeah. I like of that. Of course, I love Glenn Close. I mean, uh, yeah. as Cruella de Vil. She's one of my favorites. So good. <laughs> and she deserved a win for The Wife. Yes. Sorry. The, did, did you guys see The Wife? Oh, no, God, it was so good. One. So good. That was like that political... Somebody was like a... I don't know. She like boosted his career pretty much. No, this... Then... Well, this was like that movie Big Eyes, where oh. the, the woman who painted the big eye... Girls and the big eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a woman really wasn't took all the credit. uh, Couldn't be famous at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, They wouldn't be respected at the time for doing Mm -hmm. writing or for art. Um, Right. So Glenn Close played the wife who actually wrote a book. Uh huh. But her husband took credit because it would get more attention and and sell and sell more copies. Yeah. Okay. If a male wrote it. That's so fucking And it he, never, he never give credit to never. her. Never. Still like never. to this. And at the end of the movie, you'll never know what happens. You'll, ne- you'll never believe what happens. Don't tell me. You have to watch it. Right. <laughs> Is it on one it. of the streaming services? Do you know? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to say out. yes. Yes, sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> it's called The Wave. Yes. So how do people find you, Glenn Allen? On Glenn Allen, G-L-E-N-A-L-E-N, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> How do people find you, Miss Miriam T? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Miriam T. That's T H E M A R I A M T. And of course, you can catch me every Wednesday and Sunday night at Lips. 
And usually every Friday night, you can catch me Tuesday show tunes at Mo's, Miriam's Tea Party, third Saturday of every month. And you, you yeah, go, go yeah, to, yeah, go, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. I'm around. I'm around. You can Bashy, find me. how do people find you? You can find me at say my name underscore bash or yelling at people riding scooters on University <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Those damn bird scooters. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you guys, you can find the podcast at who invited her underscore podcast on Instagram and who invited her SD on Twitter and Facebook and email at us at the gang at who invited her dot net. Um, also to Spotify, we have our playlist on there for all the songs and bands oh, that I we recommend that. for every show. Oh, oh, including closing songs. Does that mean you have Come Clean by Hillary Duff yes, on there? We yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> I'm still proud of it. Yes, all of our band picks of the week will be on that playlist. So look up Who Invited Her on Spotify. Um, and don't forget to subscribe, rate us on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. And Review. Yes. <laughs> and today, we're going to leave you with Bette Midler. Shocking. I knew it was I coming. Know. I can't wait yes. to hear what you pick. It is a Beast of Burden from No Frills. Because I love this song. There you go. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Glenn. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. See you at Jack Con.